Hi, this is Chris Young. Welcome to episode 44 of Contemplating Life. This week we continue my series of reminiscences of my college days. We'll discuss my difficulties in trying to learn a foreign language. I don't remember the comedian who said, I'm a bilingual illiterate. I don't read or write two foreign languages. I was identified with that statement. I expected to be learning lots of languages in college, and I did. Upon graduation, I had mastered Fortran 2, Fortran 4, BASIC, IBM 360 assembly language, Algol, Pascal, PR1, COBOL, and PPL. For those of you who are unaware, those are all computer languages, and most of them are obsolete and no longer in use. Notably missing from the list are C, C++, Java, JavaScript, Python, PHP, HTML and CSS, and others, none of which had been invented yet when I was in school. Unfortunately, I didn't start taking any programming classes until my second semester. There was one language I took in college, and that was French. That's what we're here to talk about this week. Right after posting last week's episode about my first days at IUPUI, I realized my memory of events 50 years ago wasn't exactly what I wish it was. While many of the classes were quite memorable, I couldn't remember all of them or couldn't remember what semester I took a particular class. I got to thinking, wouldn't it be great if I had a list of all the classes I took? Something like a transcript. Duh. Get yourself a college transcript, Chris. Well, I had no idea how to go about it. The website for IUPUI still exists, even though the school doesn't. The website is transitioning to an Indiana University at Indianapolis website. So it's very IU-oriented. I wasn't sure I could get a Purdue transcript. Well, some Google searches led me to the right page. Step one was log in with your IUPUI username and password. Hell, when I went to IUPUI, the internet didn't exist, so I knew I didn't have an internet login or password. I finally got to a section that would ask me questions to verify my identity. It was one of those multiple-choice questions where you have to pick the one that applies to you. Okay, so I know my home address. and other addresses, I never lived there. I forget what the second round question was, but the one that worried me was, which of these classes did you take? Hell, if I could remember what classes I took, I wouldn't need the damn transcript in the first place. Fortunately, I recognized one of them, Formal Compiling Methods, Purdue, CSCI-661. After making that choice, the website decided I was who I said I was, and it took my application for a transcript. Total cost, zero dollars. I was surprised it was free. Figured it might take days or weeks. But within a couple of hours, my email contained a PDF of my official transcript. Now, I mentioned last week I took a writing course. Its formal name was Basic English Composition W117. 
The transcript says I was awarded an S for satisfactory. That means I tested out of class. That math class I talked about was called Elementary Math for Engineering and Physical Science, Purdue Math 151. I earned an A in five credit hours. I knew that the class would not count towards my math total for my degree, but I didn't care. Spoiler alert, I should have cared. More on that in future episodes. One of my other first semester classes was Elementary French F101. That's what we're going to talk about today. I knew it took three semesters of French, but I didn't think about the fact that the French class was taught at the downtown campus. I thought my first semester I was exclusively at 38th Street. I wish that the transcript told me class times and the location of the class. There's probably an archive somewhere with the old course catalogs, but I searched all over and couldn't find anything that old. In the semesters where I had classes on both campuses, I would go to one school in the morning, transfer to the other campus around dinner time, and then take more classes in the evening and come home. When Voc Rehab agreed to pay for my transportation, they would only give me two trips per day. The caravan wheelchair van service would take me to one campus in the morning, then transfer me to the other campus around dinner time. Then my dad would pick me up in the evening at the second campus. The School of Science requires three semesters of foreign language. Again, they wanted you to be a well-rounded individual and not just a science nerd. Most science students took German because for the third semester, you could take a course called Scientific German. It was mostly science and engineering vocabulary. I seem to recall my friend Dennis going that route. I had taken two years of French in high school, and I did terribly. We got report cards every six weeks. My grades went A, B, C, D, 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 straight Ds for the rest of the two years. I didn't want to start over with German since I knew I was no good at foreign languages to begin with. The instructor for my first French class was a very nice woman named Madame Chang. Yet she was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. She was married to Mr. Chang, who was Asian. She quickly realized I knew some French, even though this was an introductory course, and most of the students had no previous experience. I explained to her how poorly I had done in high school French, and that's why I was starting from the beginning. She warned me I was resting on my previous knowledge and that next semester I should be prepared to work my ass off. My fond memories of that class were two jokes I was able to make in French. At first, the teacher thought I didn't understand the question. Then I said, that was my attempt at a French pun. She had asked in French, Comment trouvez-vous la musique rock? Which loosely translates, What do you think of rock music? But a more direct translation is, How do you find rock music? 
in the sense of how do you find it? Do you find it too loud, too annoying, too cool, whatever? I replied, Je le cherche dans ma chambre, which translates, I look for it in my room. I said that because that's where I keep my record collection. She thought I didn't understand the question, but I was making a joke. Once she understood it was a joke, she told me that the French phrase for pun is bon mot, which is literally good word or right word. Google Translate disagrees, but that's what I learned in French class. Maybe it's some sort of dialect or idiom that Google doesn't care about. One other sort of a joke that I made in class was one I was particularly proud of. We were taught the French word for frog, which is grand oui. In the conversation about frogs, I commented spontaneously, ce n'est pas facile étant vert, which translates, it's not easy being green, quoting Kermit the Frog. I was so proud of myself that I knew how to translate the present participle of to be. I also thought it was cool that my French translation of the sentence still fit the music. I'm not going to try to sing it. Thank me for that. Anyway, I thought about trying to translate the entire song, but I never got around to it. By the way, Google translates it as ce n'est pas facile d'être vert. So I thought perhaps I'd remembered a taunt wrong, and it should have been d'être. So I googled how to conjugate to be in French, and learned that indeed, a taunt is the present participle of to be. If you use Google Translate on the sentence the way I remember it from French class nearly 50 years ago, it translates back into English as it's not easy being green. So I guess either way works. Okay, late update. I found a YouTube video of singer Andrew Bird singing It's Not Easy Being Green in both French and English. Here's a brief sample of his version. Ce n'est pas facile he used d'être and not étant, like I did. I don't know if he translated it himself, or maybe he used Google Translate, and that's why it came out that way. If there's any French-speaking people out there listening to this, please leave a comment and tell me which version you prefer. I also provide links in the description to various Google Translates and to the Andrew Bird YouTube video. By the way, my favorite version of that song is one done by Ray Charles, a man who's never seen green or any other color, but still sings this song with great passion. Link in the description in case you never heard it. Although I never got around to translating the entire Kermit the Frog song into French. In high school, I spent considerable time trying to translate the words from a Beatles song from French into English. The 1965 Beatles song, Michelle, from the album Rubber Soul, contains the lyrics, Michelle, my belle, these are words that go together well, my Michelle. Okay, I already knew my belle means my beautiful or my beauty. Then the song continues, Michelle, my belle, 
sur les morts qui vont très bien ensemble. Très bien ensemble. So one day in high school, I sat down with my French-English dictionary and tried to translate sur les morts qui vont très bien ensemble. It took me about a half hour before I finally realized it translates, these are words that go together well. <laughs> well, literally, these are words that go very well together. But you get the idea. The song was already translated for you. If I'd been any good at French, I would have recognized that immediately. One of the problems I had when studying foreign languages was I didn't understand some of the technical language terms in English grammar. Things like participles and gerunds and pluperfect, stuff like that. Throughout grade school and high school, we didn't get into that very much. We didn't conjugate verbs in English. I already spoke and wrote proper English because my parents were reasonably good students and high school graduates. We didn't have any ethnic or cultural background in our family that would lead me astray from standard English. So I never bothered to learn why I spoke English the way I did. Then when I went to French, I had to learn all that grammar stuff in both French and English. Then they throw in the idea that all nouns are either masculine or feminine. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to that. I was constantly struggling to figure out the gender of inanimate objects. I wonder how they're handling that kind of stuff these days when gender seems to be so fluid. Can tables be both masculine and feminine? What are your pronouns, tables? Anyway, my college transcript reports I was awarded a B in my first semester of French. Now, my second semester wasn't as difficult as Madame Chang suggested it would be. I had this little old lady for a teacher. Her name escapes me. She stood about four feet tall and could not have weighed 90 pounds, dripping wet. When she walked, she shuffled her feet, reminiscent of the way that Tim Conway used to play that old man in the sketches on the old Carol Burnett show. She was a very easy teacher. I wasn't so much relying on my previous high school experience in French as I was that the class was just plain easy. She wasn't tough at all. I distinctly remember I took the class in the evenings at the downtown campus because when my dad came to pick me up one night, he had to hold the door open at Cavanaugh Hall from some little old lady who was too frail to push the door open. I told him, that lady you held the door for, that was my teacher. He was amazed she could get around the building at all. She was so petite and weak. As part of French class, we were supposed to spend time in the language lab listening to tapes. That would have made me stay very late at the downtown campus but you could bring them a blank cassette tape and they would speed copy their lessons onto your tape at double speed. When you played them back, they came out normal. I persuaded them to let me use the tape copies to fulfill my requirements. The guy in the lab checked off my name and gave me credit for picking up the tape copies. 
but I don't recall ever listening to a single one of them. One of the things the second semester teacher praised me for was my excellent pronunciation, which in her opinion was the best in the class. I suppose in that respect, I was resting on my previous experience in that regard. Transcript says, second semester, I also got a B. Now, I remember this funny story told by a gal. I don't remember if it was my second or third semester French class. She said that for one summer during high school, she participated in a foreign student exchange program. She went and lived with a French-speaking family in Canada, and the French-speaking student came to America in the exchange program. It was an opportunity to immerse herself in a French-speaking culture. She said it was an enjoyable experience. And although it was in Canada, and allegedly bilingual, the family spoke nothing but French. On the eve of her departure, they prepared a lavish dinner as a farewell gesture. At the end of the meal, she leaned back in her chair, patted her stomach, and declared, Je plein, which was her way of saying, I'm full. The entire family was shocked and began talking so rapidly she couldn't understand what they were saying. She didn't realize that that particular way of saying your belly was full was an idiom for saying, I'm pregnant. They thought she was making some big announcement with a smile on her face like it was something to be proud of. After being responsible for the girl's well-being, they were terrified she'd gotten herself in trouble on their watch. She eventually learned that the proper phrase under those circumstances was, Je suis satisfait, which translates more directly as, I'm satisfied, or I'm sated. Hearing that story made suffering through all those French classes worth it. It's one of my fondest memories from my college days. Finally, in my third semester, my luck ran out. According to my transcript, the class was called Second Year Comp, Comp and Reading F203. I'm not sure what com, comp meant, perhaps conversation and composition. I just remember it was mostly reading short stories in French. We had a professor named Dr. Burke, who was a former Jesuit priest. He had lived and worked in France for many years. He was the most arrogant, pain-in-the-ass stickler for perfection that I've ever met. Although I was top of the class in pronunciation in my second semester, he thought my pronunciation was absolutely horrible. He corrected me constantly. He also had a horrible reputation with female students. Legend said he always picked one girl in the class who he would berate viciously. It was as though he was determined to get her to cry on a regular basis till she eventually dropped the class. Someone said they kept a stack of forms in the foreign language department that were already filled out to drop out of or transfer from Dr. Burke's class. There was further speculation that gender female was already checked on those forms. That's the extent 
to which he had a reputation with female students. Now, I was maintaining a D average on the homework and the quizzes, but I absolutely had to pass this class to graduate. At one point, about two-thirds of the way through the semester, I stopped by his office. I told him, you and I both know I'm not any good in this class, and I have no motivation to get better, but I absolutely have to pass to get my degree. I show up every day, I do the work, I put in minimal effort, and you're giving me these consistently. Can you promise me that if I continue to show up to every class, do every assignment, and produce work at the same horribly substandard level that I've been doing, that you will give me a D for my final grade? He says, yes, I can promise you that. I thanked him, left his office, and continued to perform terribly in his class, and I was awarded my promised D. The class wasn't really that terrible. I did enjoy a couple of the French short stories that we read. When it was all done, I was very happy to be finished with foreign language once and for all after two years of high school and three semesters of college French. I still barely know anything of French. Occasionally when someone is speaking French on TV, such as the recent season of Daryl Dixon Walking Dead series, I can pick up a word or two. In hindsight, I wish I had taken Spanish because my neighborhood and my church have a growing Hispanic population. We have mixed English and Spanish services at St. Gabriel now. According to my transcript, the other first semester class I took was Principles of Sociology S-161. It was in that class that I met one of my best friends I ever had, a guy named Mike Gregory. Next week's episode will be a tribute to my dear friend, who sadly is no longer with us. If you find this podcast educational, entertaining, enlightening, or even inspiring, consider sponsoring me on Patreon for just $5 per month. You'll get early access to the podcast and other exclusive content. Although I have some financial struggles, I'm not really in this for the money. Still, every bit helps. My deepest appreciation, as always, to all of my financial supporters. Your support pays for the writing seminar I attend and many other things. But most of all, it shows how much you care and appreciate what I'm doing. Your support still always means more to me than I could ever explain. Even if you can't provide financial support, I'm still begging you, please, post links and share the podcast on social media so I can grow my audience. I just want more people to hear my stories. All of my back episodes are available. I encourage you to check them out if you're new to the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or other feedback, Feel free to comment on any of the platforms where you find this podcast. Again, I'm especially interested in people who speak French who can weigh in on some of the different translations I encountered. 
I'll see you next week as we continue contemplating a life. Until then, fly safe, everyone. <laughs>